What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to the unnamed um, solo podcast. Uh, I thought this would be a nice switch for the through line for one week. Uh, get some episodes back recorded that uh, are going to be coming out. But um, in all honesty, this is something I've always wanted to do. I like the idea of just sitting here chatting, going through some stuff. I got some notes. I reached out on social media to you guys. Did you have any questions, anything you want to talk about? And uh, I figured I'd just get to it. Some dates coming up. There are a lot of them. I'm coming to Marco Island, Florida, August 15th through the 18th. I'm going to Sunnyvale, California, September 5th through the 8th. Hartford, Connecticut, November 7th through the 9th. Laugh, Boston, November 14th through the 16th. Vermont Comedy Club, December 12th through the 14th. And Portland, Oregon for New Year's Eve at Helium. Um, Let me just tell you something, okay? Do you know how excited I am? I mean, what is it right now? It's July, right? It's July. But the idea that I get to be in Connecticut, Boston, Vermont, Portland, Northern California... Any place that's got a cool climate. I just love cool climates, you guys. I love a cool climate. I like leaves. I like winter. Um, speaking of which, we're in the barn. And uh, in the barn, I got some stuff on the wall. I got an axe. What does an axe say? It says you chop wood. When was the last time you chopped wood, you guys? I want you to ask yourself that. When was the last time I chopped wood? I know where I chopped wood last. I chopped wood in Colorado. And that was like seven years ago, maybe five, maybe five years ago. And it was the best, man. Chopping wood. My buddy ordered a quart of wood and we chopped it. When have you ever done that? It's the best. And, you know, that's part of the reason I'm doing this is because there's so many things that I love that we just don't talk about anymore. You know what I mean? There's things that just people don't do. They're like, why would I chop wood when I can have it delivered? Hey, Jay. Why would I do that? I can just have it delivered. Shut up. Don't ever give anyone the excuse or reason why you don't do things because it can be done another way. That's just not an excuse. You think I chop wood because I can't have it delivered? No. Do you think somebody mows their lawn because they can't mow it themselves? No. It's all a choice. You mow a lawn because you love the idea of Turning your brain off, hearing a a mower louder than anything so that your brain just can think on its own. You love the smell of grass. You love the idea of cutting straight lines. Oh, is there anything better in the world than mowing a grass into straight lines? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think you might be like, well, Jay, there's a lot. No, no. Trust me, we're going to get back to this because I'd like to talk about mowing lawn. Uh, we just had the 4th of July. I like the 4th of July. I don't get crazy about it. You know what I mean? That's my thing with 4th of July. I watch the fireworks. Anytime I see the fireworks, I'm like, oh, yeah, those are pretty cool. But now it's like, this is like an old school thing. Like when Remember when fireworks were like the thing? My kids go nuts. They watch it. They're like, what? What is that? And they're just like, I don't know. It's the, you know. And now I watch it. I'm like, so what's the deal? Is that just like? Those are just going to fall on the ground somewhere. Is anyone picking up those empty fireworks? Like, are they shooting over the water? All those times they shoot them over the ocean. Do those things just fall into the bottom of the ocean? I'm like, I guess so. And then how are they even, like, how do you even build a firework? It goes up and then shoots out these colors and they have it in order. Now I'm like, man, it'd be cool if they just got a picture. They shot up and did a picture, you know, of some kind. I still enjoy them. I remember one Fourth of July, my wife and I... Before we had kids, we drove up to, like, Northern California. Or we're we're driving. It's, like, an hour and a half north of Los Angeles, this little town called Solvang. And they had, like, a fireworks thing. We're like, oh, let's go to the fireworks. So we go down to the fireworks. We got some wine. And I think we got some meat and cheese because that's what you do in wine country. There are so many things that we just do because people are like, well, that's what you do. And I'm a, hey, I'm a one in Rome guy. I'm also like, don't stop, to, you know, stop and smell the flowers. But at the same time, this is my problem with everything in life. I'm on both sides of the fence with everything. You know what I mean? I can play either side. I wish to God someone had introduced me to a debate team in high school. I don't think we had one. 
There's a lot of things we didn't have. I'll be honest. It was a shitty, shitty high school I went to. We didn't have a lot of stuff. Mainly because you don't have money. I feel like debate teams are like a money school. You know, if you have a lacrosse team, you had money. Your school had money. If you had a swim team, if you had a pool, get the fuck out of here. You guys had money. Just make sure I know where I'm at. Um, anyway, I take both sides of the coin. So, like, yeah, I'm a guy that's like, oh, yeah, you're in wine country. Ah, it'd be fun to have wine. Who doesn't want meat and cheese with wine? You know? It's a great thing. I was with a buddy. We went smoking cigars, and he's like, I'm going to get an orange soda. And I go, you get an orange soda? And he's like, have you ever had an orange soda while you smoke a cigar? I was like, no. He goes, I don't know what it is. Something about the sugar. And I was like, oh. And if some of you have noticed, I'm off. You know what I mean? I'm getting. I'm trying to get trim. Not close enough. That's another issue we could talk about. Anyway, I'm like, yeah, I can't really have the soda, right? So then I was off, and then I had a cheat day. I have cheat day. And you know what? Shut up. Don't judge me because I have cheat days. People, oh, you have cheat. I used to, my wife used to make fun of me because when we were like, just married but no kids, I'd be like, oh, let's have a date night. She's like, yeah, I don't do date nights. And I'm like, yeah, I know. You have no feelings at all. You have no emotions, okay? We're doing a date night. She's like, I'm not doing that, Jay. That's for like old married couples who can't keep their marriage together. You know what we do now? We do date nights. What was the point? What was I saying? Anyway, date night. I was having a cheat day because when you're trying to lose weight, you got to have cheat days. Everyone's like, you got to have a cheat day. That's what I used to say to him. Like, yeah, fucking relax. I'm just going to go cold turkey. You know what happens when you go cold turkey? You go cold turkey, then you go off the rails. That's what I do. Cold turkey, off the rails, all the way back. Then I'm fat for two years. Then I, then I go cold turkey, off the It's just a continuous cycle. So what we did is... My wife and I, we put in cheat days. So I had a cheat day, went for a cigar, and I got, I didn't get the orange soda, I got a bottle of Coke, and it was unbelievable. You're like, Jay, what does this have to do with wheat, meat, and cheese, and wine? Let me tell you what it has to do with it, fellas, ladies. Sometimes I'm a wine and Rome guy, sometimes I'm like, no, buck the trend. What I mean is, sometimes with a bottle of red wine, chocolate is where you want to be. And not dark chocolate. I hate it. I've had to eat it more. But I hate it. Milk chocolate is where I want to be. I got white chocolate. My friends and I had the debate. What's a better candy? What's your favorite candy? You like Twix? We start going through it. When you're on diets, that's what you do. You just riff like, what about this? What about this? My buddy Jordan and I are, are both have been dieting. I'm going to jump around a lot. I'll always come back to zero. He and I were talking about, you know, like being on this diet and he's like what do you want to is there anything you miss i'm like there's nothing i miss being on a diet but i'm like i never crave pie i just love pie i just don't crave it you know it's like because you don't have pie a lot where are you having pie you're having it like you know you have pie at holidays right i made a cake for the fourth somebody brought it somebody brought a cherry pie i'm like i'm good i'm good on the cherry pie Pie I'm specific with. I don't like a lot of fruit pies. Blueberry pie? No. Why? I, I'm, I'm good. Strawberry rhubarb? No. Any rhubarb? Get it out. I don't need it. Boysenberry? No thank you. Apple? Apple pie? I'll do. Banana cream pie? I'll do. Otherwise, throw me some chocolate cream. My wife makes this chocolate cream pie. Graham cracker, graham cracker crust. Slam it. So anyway, my buddy and I, I'm like, I miss pie. And he goes... I, or I say, how about this? When we both hit our goals of like where we're trying to get, you know, we all we, we both have different levels. You know, you're trying to get to a number or a, a, a waist size, whatever. I'm like, once we get there, let's go to House of Pies. It's this place in Los Feliz out here in L.A., the east side of L.A., and uh, or Easter side. And uh, no one says that. No one says Easter. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's Easter from here. And they're like, what's that? Like, you know, more east. Well, you don't say Wester. Um, so he goes, uh, all right, go to House of Pies. I'm like, yeah, let's go to House of Pies. And he goes, all right. And I go, here's the deal. We go, we each get just a nice slice of pie. And I go, you know what, fuck that. We get three pieces of pie. This place has tons of pies. And he goes, three slices? I'm like, you don't have to eat them all. We're celebrating. I'm like, yeah, it's wasteful, but who cares? This is a big moment. Let's enjoy it. Let's take it in. And he goes, okay. And then we like, 
sit for a second and he goes, uh, what kind of pie are you going to get? <laughs> because immediately just that we had the idea in our head that we could have pie on this, you know, we're, we're not having anything. And now we can have three slices of pie. And immediately I was like, custard, no question, I want custard pie. If you have the toasted coconut, fine. I don't need to have it, but I will. Otherwise, banana cream, if you have it. Then I want an apple, but I want like that Dutch apple. You know where they do that like crumble or apple crumble on top? Get the fuck out of my face. That stuff's unbelievable. And then the third is going to be like, it's going to be a curveball. Because since I've been like, I'm like, I try to be... I don't know why I, I'm not trying to be, but what I tr I do is perfect scenario guy. I'm a perfect scenario guy. If I can have the perfect scenario, I look for it. You know, recently my wife let me go. Did I ever think I'd be a my wife would let me go guy? Who says my wife let me? But you know what? Fuck that. I am a wife. Let me go. And everyone judge me. Go ahead. You want to make a marriage work? Become a my wife let me go guy. What that means is I know that what I was going to ask for is going to be a stretch. Not a stretch, but it's like, hey, I'm asking for something here. And in a relationship that you want to have work, you ask. And you put it in a position like, hey, you cool with this? I'm never going to be the guy that's like, yeah, I told her this is what I was doing and she fucking did it because I said. That's not who I am. I went to my wife. I'm like, hey, is it cool if I go away for a night by myself? Up to Ojai, it's this little town, north of Los Angeles. I'm going to go stay at a little motel. I'm going to write, swim, write, swim. This is exactly what I did. First of all, she said, yeah. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, all you do. Why wouldn't I ask that? I wouldn't tell her, like, hey, this is what I'm doing. So I asked them, like, hey, I want to go up there. And she's like, all right. So I drove up. I left my house at 6 a.m., Got up there at 7.30, went and had tea. At the time, I was off coffee. Right now, I'm on coffee. I need to go on and off stuff. You know what I mean? I need to go on. I need to go off. So I get some tea. Hang out for a while. I brought a book. I read a book. When was the last time you read a book? <laughs> Felt so good. I just sat and I read. Then I went into the little park they have there and I walked around. Just like took life in. With kids, and this isn't like a, oh my good kids, they can't do anything. It's a, you know, when you have other people that depend on you, like kids or a wife or a job, you, you just don't have time or life can get in the way of you having time to do stuff like read books or walk through a park. And being able to go up there solo gave me the chance to do those things, you know? Sat in the sat in the park and meditated, which was amazing. I loved it. Anyway, then I went to my motel. It's a nice little motel. It's got a little bar and a pool. I'm not drinking, but it's got a, I like going to bars still. And uh, this little tiny cabin they turn into a bar. It's so fresh. It was 11. I'm like, hey, any chance? I just want to... I'm, I'm here early. I just figured I'd check. They're like, oh, we have your room ready. I'm like, oh, boom. Checked into my room, jumped in the pool... Went back to my room, wrote for two hours, went to the pool, came back, wrote for like a half hour, hopped on a bicycle. Yeah, yeah, you heard it right. A bicycle. So far, what if we talked about things that we should be doing more of? We should be chopping wood more. We should be reading books more. We should be riding bikes more. These are things we should be doing more of. It's just like, how do you fit them in? We're lucky to go for bike rides because you have kids. When you have kids, you find bikes find their way back in your life. I also live in like... A part of the country where you can bike a lot of places. The west side of Los Angeles, you can bike. It's the best. And you ready for this? When I got on my bike, I left my phone in the room. Every time I went to the pool, I left my phone in the room. I just was like, I don't need anyone. You know? And it was a weird thing when, I, when you have kids, if anyone out there has kids, which people are making them, I've seen the population increasing, is you're just like... You think you need your phone all the time. I remember I was golfing one day, and it was like the 12th hole, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should check my phone and see if the kids are all right. And I went to go check it, and I'm like, what do you think happened? What do you think has happened that you need to check that phone? And second of all, what would you have done if you didn't have the phone? Or if you had been shooting all day? Or you'd been, uh, you know, I don't know, out of service, and I let it go.
And I was like, no, someone else can, they're going to find, their, everything's going to be fine. One, everything's going to be fine. We Let's worry less. Everyone. Two, figure it out. Everyone will figure it out. Anyway, went in town, had lunch, rode my bike back, rode for an hour, jumped in the pool, rode for two hours. The bar opened at four, sat outside the bar, had a soda water with a line. Gotta have a line. Sat there, riding outside. Some dude smoking a cigar. I'm like, I want to have a cigar. Went back to my little cabin, my little motel, and sat out front, had a cigar, taking in, I'm like taking in the world, kept writing, finished writing, jumped in the pool, jumped in the shower, got dressed, hopped on a bike, left my phone in the room, biked into town, and this is where perfect scenario comes into play. Jesus, Jay, you took so long to get to the perfect scenario. Let me tell you something. When I do this... Okay, when I get in the cabin like this, when I get in the barn, in the barn doors, I'm just going to go from thing to thing. I'm train of thought. That's who I am. This is what it's going to be. So I'm, I'm in town on the bike, and I'm a perfect scenario now. Now it's like, I got my night away. I want the best meal possible, right, that fits the way I've been eating. Because it's not like I'm just going up there, I'm going to go off the rails. Oh, I went off the rails last night. You know what's off the rails for me? You're like, what's off the rails, Jay? I took the kids to McDonald's, second time they've ever had McDonald's, and I went, I went ape shit, because I'm like, I'm gonna cheat this whole day. And I had a Big Mac, I had a Chick-fil-A, I had a chicken sandwich, and I had a double cheeseburger. That's off the rails. Had an ice cream with the kids. Then at night after the kids went to bed, I had two Eggo waffles with syrup. And then about an hour later, I had two more Eggo waffles with syrup. That's off the rails. I'm back on. Um, but you got to have those cheat days and then get yourself back on. So I go to, I'm like driving around looking for a perfect scenario. And I go to one restaurant and it's like not a lot of choices, a couple things that I would like. And I'm like, no, get back on the bike, row to another restaurant, packed, but there's seats at the bar. So I go, I sit down at the bar. They have seafood, they have sushi, they have all stuff that I could like get a good meal in. But there's like two locals at the bar and they're like yelling across the bar to each other like, Did you hear Karen died? Literally. Did you hear Karen died? Karen who? You don't remember Karen so-and-so? And she's like, oh, really? The girl from high school? And she's like, yeah. And then it turns out she had committed suicide. And I was like, I don't want to, what do I want to do? I want to sit here and enjoy my meal, listen to these two yahoos talk about the fucking glory days? No, I don't. Hopped back on my bike, went to another spot, went to another spot that I liked, but it was dead. And what am I going to do? I'm not talking to anybody, but I still like to be around energy. I want to see people. I want to observe. Got back on my bike, went back to a restaurant I already went to, went back to that place with the local talk, see if they cleared out. Now, every time I'm doing this, I'm taking the bike, I'm locking it up. Hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) Hour and 15 minutes. And finally, I went to the place that was empty. I got... They had, I mean, don't judge. You can judge me. Go ahead. I'm putting myself out there to be judged. I got a cauliflower pizza, okay? That means the crust was made out of, like, cauliflower and whatever else. And a filet mignon entree. Got a soda water. Sat down. Only guy in the restaurant. Started talking to the bartender. Cool dude from, like, Wales who moved here. He was cool. Then, like, two other people came in. Some dude came in I did not vibe with. And he just had, like, this weird thing. And then he found out I was a comedian, so he's trying to, like, be funny. But even from jump, we just, we were oil and water. Like, I would say things, he would say something weird, so then I'd say something weird. And here's my deal. If you're an asshole, if you're a dick, if you're rude, if you're an asshole, I love you. You know why? Because I'm going to be that right back at you. I don't give two fucks. I don't give two fucks. I give no fucks. And so he's being a dick and annoying and kind of rude. And eventually he goes, hey, this is he loved comedy. And he liked a lot of comics that I'm friends with, which I always, I always appreciate that. I know some comedians don't like it. But for me, it's very rare to talk to anyone who loves comedy as much as comedians do or know comedy. I don't know if we love it, but like we know comedy. We know all these comics. We know what they're working on, you know. So when you meet a fan that, like, is diehard and and knows stuff about comedy, it's interesting. But this guy was such a dick, it wasn't interesting. And he goes, do you, is it annoying for me to ask you all these questions? I'm like, I go, bro, 
everything you've said so far has been annoying, so either way, it's not going to matter. And his friend looked at me and started laughing, and I was like, well, I go, he's, is he a dick? I mean, he's kind of a dick. And he's like, what? And he's looking at me, he's like, well, he goes, what did I say to his dick? I'm like, everything out of your mouth, bro. And the other guy was like, yeah, man, you kind of been a dick. And he's like, oh, I didn't know. And I'm like, that's nah, all right. Now it's like 9.30, hopped back on my bike, rode back to the motel, took two joints, went out to the pool, there's a little fire pit there, sat down with this couple and this other dude, smoked some joints, loved it. Was in bed by 11, woke up at 8. I don't wake up at 8 anymore. Wrote from 8 to 10, took my computer to a little breakfast spot, sat down around 10.30, wrote there for an hour. And as I'm sitting there, there's two kids and it's like they must have been like 12 or 13 two boys and I'm like on the corner of the counter and I'm here and they're sitting right here these two dudes and uh, I'm waiting for my breakfast and the woman comes over to the counter and these kids are so so nice super polite like yes please thank you I think they called her ma'am they were just like, I, I was so impressed. I'm like, kids go out and eat at this age? Like, what do they do? Like, they may be 14. I don't think so. They were like 12. And I'm like, these kids are so impressive. And as they're sitting there looking at the menu, one kid says to the other kid, he goes, hey, I might need to borrow like a, a dollar or two just because I just don't know how much I have, but like I want to be able to tip and I just don't know. And the other guy goes, don't worry, I got you. And I was like, who are these kids? And it, it really like took me back to when I was a kid and, like, my friends that I grew up with, I forgot that, like, we would do anything for each other. We would, we'd give you our clothes, we'd give you our bike, we would, you know, like, you were just, like, br nothing was corny back then. You know what I mean? You were just, like, yo, we're best bros. Like, I remember me and my buddy Rye one time went out and bought matching Florida Gator shirts and hats and then rocked them to school. We're like, what up? I remember in sixth grade, me... My boy Rye, my boy Dave, and Tony LeMay, we all went out and got flat tops and, like, came in with flat tops. Like, I forgot that you were, like, yo, you were ride or die with your friends back then. And nowadays, we just, like, get weird about stuff. I mean, you do it as, like, a gag, but... And this kid just being like, I got you. So I sat there, and I ate, and I got my tab. Or I asked for my check, and, and the woman got it, and she took my card, and I walked over to the cash register, and I go... Hey, can you throw their, their those two kids, throw their breakfast on my tab? And uh, she's like, I go, they're just so sweet. I, I go, do me a favor. Don't tell them I did it until they go, when they go to pay. Then tell them I bought it. And let them know that I said I have two kids and I hope that they grow up to be as, like, aware and nice and respectful as they were. And it just reminded me of my childhood and, and uh, I just wanted to buy their lunch. And she's like, oh, my God. They're so sweet, right? And I'm like, yeah, they're just super sweet. Anyway, that's not like a, hey, look at me. I fucking buy people lunch. It's like, uh, I think sometimes in general, myself specifically, forget that you can just do things without a, uh, like I didn't do it for any reward. I, I, I didn't even do it to talk about it here. I just thought about it when I was telling this story because I just don't stop talking and it's not the copy. It's just who I am. And um, it was just cool to be able to buy them coffee, uh, buy them breakfast. I'm saying coffee because I want more. And uh, anyway, I went back, back home the next day. Flew home, drove home, drove home, and it was a great trip. Anyway, that was me trying to find perfection and stuff. Um. God, where did we get to? How did we get to here? I think I know. It's back to that idea that there are simple things that you can just do and you don't need to... Uh, just because you don't... There's a way to not do it doesn't mean you don't have to do it. Um, and that's maybe not real. But I was talking about mowing your lawn or chopping wood or... You know, it's like everyone... A lot of people now are keep saying uh i listen to this book you know podcasts are essentially depend you know you're listening to entertainment and i used to like i judge i judge a lot i'll tell you not to judge but i'll judge and then i expect you to judge me um 
I used to think, like, if you listen to books, like, everyone thought it. You're dumb. Oh, you listen to, you can't read it, huh? And you just, nowadays, we have more time-saving devices than we've ever had in our life. I mean, a computer, the internet. You can just, boom, Amazon Prime. There's all these things. And, you know, yet we still seem to be running out of time on them. You know, like, no one can just sit and read a book. So if you're listening to books, go for it. I love it. Ah, what was the point? Oh, I'm just saying, if you have things to save time, sure. But other things, it's like uh, value over time, or what is your value of having time? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, does it take you time to mow your lawn? Yeah, it does. But is there value in mowing it? Does it give you a time to just like zen out? Do you like doing the work yourself? Do you feel accomplished when you do it? You know, I I started, you know, in the last year really focusing on the idea that I like to feel accomplishment. It helps me later in the day. You know what I always wanted to be that I never was? I always wanted to be a guy that woke up in the middle of the night with an idea and had to get it out. I I woke up at 3 a.m. and I had this idea and I just started writing and the next thing you know, I wrote a book. Like, you've heard that story or you see these, like, people on TV and you're like, I guess I could never be that successful because I don't know. I've just never been that guy. This morning I woke up. Wife's out of town. I wake up. I don't know where my phone is. I've been trying not to sleep with the phone in the room. So, phone somewhere. There's no clocks in my house. We literally have, you know, the stove clock, it's broken. The clock on the microwave, not set. The cable box doesn't have a clock on it. Then I don't have my phone. I don't know what time it is. And I was like, let's just go back to bed. But I couldn't fall back to sleep. And I was like, I can see a little bit of sunlight or like light, you know, not sunlight, but light outside. And I'm like, just get up. You know a couple things you want to work on. You can get up then meditate. You can do all these things. I get up, find my phone. It's... 455 and I was like yeah let's get up went into the living room started writing I have this this couple things I'm writing on but like couple things that had to get written out and I just worked till 7 or 655 when the kids woke up and I was like oh man that feels amazing anyway I've never been that guy and it felt good to just do it bottom line is about two weeks ago, I started waking up at 6 a.m. on purpose. I would set my alarm, get up. I would start going to, like, I set myself up for a gym class at 5.15 one morning. And my wife was like, what are you doing? You're going to go at 5.15? I'm like, yeah, I'll be home by 6.15. You want to leave by 6.30 to go to yoga. That way you can do them both. And then I'll just, you know, I can do work until the kids wake up. And I did it. And then I started being like, oh, I'm going to start getting up at 6. And then from 6 to 7, I can just, like, Email, go to ESPN.com. I like to check box scores. I can meditate and do a little bit of writing. I can get that all in before the kids even wake up. And it's like, you know, like that, everyone loves to share that, like, army sergeant talking at graduation, at, like, that college graduation. Like, if you can make your bed first thing in the morning, whatever he says. It's a great idea. You feel just a little bit of accomplishment early in the morning gets you amped for the rest of the day like oh yeah i want to be accomplished i want to do this i want to do that i want to do this so anyway i've been finding getting up at six accomplishing stuff just leads to more stuff you know people i reached out on social media and said like oh what are some accomplishments or you know send me some questions if you have questions so i have some i'm gonna get to i didn't think i would talk this long i mean i talk a lot guys i don't know what it is I just have a lot of things I want to talk about. But it, it comes back to the idea of things that you can do that you don't need to do. You just do because they feel good. You know, like you don't, I don't need to ride my bike with the kids to school. I could and it would be amazing. And we've done it a couple times, rode and picked them up. It's just like it takes more time, you know. It takes more time because I got to find a way to get there. Like, you got to go up a big hill. It's a lot. And it's about three miles. 
but it's the best. Riding a bike is the best. It's beautiful out. You're getting exercise. You feel good. Nothing feels better than being independent of stuff. Like driving a car is amazing. You know, it's just, it's the best. Gets you from A to B. You don't have to do anything. Riding a bike, you're the one riding the bike, you know. Mowing the lawn, I love doing. I used to mow the lawn all the time. Chopping wood feels great. When you're putting the wood in the fire, you're like, I chopped that goddamn wood. My bed, I built my bed, you know. I was like, oh, yeah, every time I go in the bed, I'm like, yeah, I built this goddamn bed. There's a little thing. Could I just buy a bed? Yeah. I built my kids bunk beds, okay? First of all, let me just stop to say this. If you have, if there's anything I've talked about today that you're like, talk more about that, Jay, before you jump off into another thing, just let me know, and then in the next time I do it, I will. Um, but I built the kids' bunk beds, right? Now, someone asked me about woodworking when I put that thing out there, and I'll mention their name. But um, I was never, I never did woodworking as a kid. I always appreciate it. Like, my grandfather had, like, a workshop. He did a lot of stuff. Um, these were... He, he he built cameras and, like, would show reel-to-reel films in his basement. But he redid the entire basement himself. He didn't have a lot of money, but he redid the whole basement and, like, had a room with a reel-to-reel that he would show into, the into like, this, like, you know, the downstairs living room in the basement. And he'd be in his workshop smoking cigarettes. But he had, like, a little hole in the wall where he would show the, the movies through. But he had this workshop. He died when I was five. But my Nana had that house till I was like 17. So we would always go to that, maybe 18. We'd always go to, and like, I would play in his workshop. And he had the workbench and he had like lacquer on it. And he had like, he had like old like pickle jars full of screws and all these cool stuff. And I just, I've always loved dirty. I love workshops. I love at golf courses, they have like where you return the carts. They have like, always have a little desk for whoever manages that area. I love that. I love any, like, office at a pizza place. Ever go to a pizza place and you go, can I use the bathroom? And you got to walk through and then you see a little office that's dirty. Comedy club offices, I love more than anything. They're the best. I love a comedy club office because they're usually, like, these small little weird knick-knacky places. I just love small, interesting spaces. Um, how did I just get there? God damn it. What was I talking about? the workshop in my grandfather's house. So he had this cool workshop. I was never good at like building stuff, you know, like I didn't have a need to. There was no, there was no workshop in my house growing up. My other grandfather, uh, that's this one. He, uh, he was a baker, but he had an office in his house, but it was more of like a bookkeeping kind of thing. But he had like a garden and uh, like a big garden. I, I never saw him build anything, but you know, there was no, no one was teaching me how to build stuff. And then I got this old wooden flooring, not old, uh, wooden flooring. My buddy Todd, T.O. Double, what's up, Double? He used to uh, work for Interscope record labels and he would, he would engineer and do stuff around, you know, like sometimes you just do whatever needs doing and they were putting in flooring and he helped with all the install and he would build out like, the speakers and and like the the soundproofing and all that stuff and he had all this extra wood and he's like do you want this extra wood and i was like yeah and i'm like i think i could make a dining room table with this call my buddy who had tools i was like hey can you help me and he's like help me set it up anyway he left the tools in my house i built a table and that was that he was like man give a guy some tools which like that should be the name of some woodworking show give a guy some tools hey welcome back to give a guy some tools i'm uh jayla but it's true. Like, I just had tools. And because I had tools, I made a table. And uh, so I started then, I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. Like he, My buddy taught me some stuff. And then I just started buying tools off Craigslist. And then I built a little wood shop. And now I, I mess around and I try different things. My bed is the best thing I've ever built. I love it. I, you know, it needs some reupholstering at this point. But um, I always wanted to build the kids' bunk beds. So... Could I buy bunk beds? Yeah, I could buy bunk beds. But I'm like, no, I want to build them. So I built them out here in my uh, in my alley. And 
I loved them. I built them. I'm like, yeah, these look great. Kids were at school. I'm like, I'll get these done before they get to school. My, my son had a concert that I had to go to at four. And I'm like, boom, let me just get these in. I'll set them up. I'll put the mattresses in. I'll be ready to go by the time they get home. And I'll be able to get to the concert. I get in there. I set them up. Literally, my son's bed was two feet from the ceiling. I, I didn't do measure. I don't measure shit. Who measures? No one. Everybody who builds with wood measures. I'm just an idiot. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at these bunk beds. I'm like, what the fuck? Literally, <laughs> I, I had them set. Now, like, it's, this is not the process. Like, I was like, now it's like 2.30, you know? I have a half hour. And I'm looking at them. And I realize, not only are they not getting done today, I'm going to have to spend a whole day the next day. Because now i got to, you can't just trim them down and then put them back. I had to trim them, recut, redo all this stuff. It was going to take a whole other day. And I was so annoyed at myself and just life and I just scream at the top of my lungs I'm like you gotta be fucking me my neighbors must have been like oh, Jay's building again cause I was so pissed anyway the next day I cut them down redid them get them all dialed in and then my brother was in town, and my kids and my wife and I, we all painted them out in the alley together. The kids got involved. I helped them pick things out. They helped me with design elements. Like, when I was going to do it, I drew it out. I'm like, what do you think? Should we do it like this? And I realized, I'm like, oh, this is just like, yeah, I could go buy bunk beds. By the way, the wood alone for the bunk beds cost me like $700 to buy bunk beds. And the mattresses were like 100 each would be like $600. I didn't even know until I went to a Target, <clears throat> I mean an Ikea. I always like to buy old stuff because I like old stuff. And when, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go to Ikea and just get some stuff. And I realize I'm like, oh, there's so much cool stuff here that's so much easier. New stuff is easier. It doesn't break. It doesn't tinker. It doesn't, you know. So I bought a bunch of stuff and I looked at bunk beds. I was there and I saw bunk beds. I'm like, look at those. I'm like, oh, one lot lower still the one i have for my son it's high two they were like 500 bucks 400 bucks i'm like i could have bunk beds for 400 bucks delivered set up cheaper less time but what happened one i got to build which always turns my brain off and turns it on in another way it like stimulates me to create you know, even outside of stand-up or podcasting or writing, it allows my brain to just, like, do stuff, you know? And it, and so I'm thankful for that. And then I got to build with the kids. They got to have a, a, a invested in the idea. They helped me design it. They painted it. So they take ownership. Now they see their bunk beds. Like, yeah, those are my fucking bunk beds. Everyone who comes to our house is like, you want to see our bunk beds? You want to see our bunk beds? And it's just a cool thing. When you mow your own lawn, you take ownership. I have fake grass. I'm not going to lie. I have fake grass. I live in L.A. There's a drought. There's only one way to conserve, and that's to put in fake grass. If I live back in Massachusetts or in the East Coast or in the South or Southeast, yeah, I would probably have grass, you know, but I just don't. Either way, I, I want to live in a place where my kids have to mow the lawn because that's how, like, you can start teaching them about money. You can, they can start, I, when I was a kid, I mowed, my mom had a sit-down mower. It came with our house. <laughs> what does anyone buy a house that comes with something? Houses don't come with stuff. This had a huge backyard. It came with a sit-down mower. A surf, S-E-R-F, it was orange and white. I fucking loved it. I swear to God, to this day, I, I'm a really, I think I am, a really good driver and always was. Like, I've been in one accident in my whole life and that's because I'd just gotten a tattoo and just broken up with a girl and I was looking like this and then turned, getting on the freeway and someone, you know, it, the traffic wasn't moving at the pace it was right there and I rear-ended someone. <clears throat> I was also, you know, not super stable. I'd just been crushed by a girl, just got a tattoo to try and fill a hole, you know, all this shit. And I think I was a good driver because of mowing lawns, because I had to sit down. Literally, you'd sit there, I had the clutch on the left, brake on the right, and it had the, 
you know, you put on the brake and then put the clutch in, and then you had like first gear, second, reverse, neutral. So they were like three things, you know, slow, fast. Oh, and then you also had something to lower the blade. So the blade was like underneath you, sat there like this, blades underneath you, and you could raise it and lower it. And I would sit there. We had like an acre that my mom had a really big yard. It was like an acre of land. And I used to love just sitting there driving. Dude, being 15, being 16, driving, just mowing the lawn for an hour and a half, sweaty. You had to get, like, go up to the bushes. I used to love driving into, nothing I love more than taking that mower, driving into a bush, so the bush is in my face, because you got to get all that grass up to it, in my face, finding reverse, punching it, getting out, going back in, cuts. I used to love having cuts. So what happened? Mow my fucking lawn. That's what happened. I'm the man of the house. I mow my lawn. What do you do? I loved it. Friends would stop by. I would just be, you know, you're driving. You don't hear anything. It's a beautiful day. All of a sudden, I turned there right there. I'm like, what are you fucking doing here? I like getting scared. People don't like getting scared. I love it. I used to look for getting scared. I used to go for rides in alleys when I lived in Venice at night, being like, go ahead, fucking... Scare me, world. So I would mow my lawn. I was never the guy that had like uh, set. I could have set up in my neighborhood probably a business and just driven the lawnmower over. I could have just driven around the, the neighborhood. Didn't. But I would go to my the town over. That's where my, my grandmother, um, this one's wife, and her two sisters, my Aunt Rue and my Aunt Gert, who that's who raised me is you know my mom and then my nana and my two and her two sisters and they live side by side so my nana was 30 large lane and then auntie rue and auntie gert were like 32 large lane i think i don't know the number but 30 large lane and then maybe 28 or 32 whichever and their backyards there was like a, a walkway between them and you could go to their houses so they would pay me and I would mow my Nana's front yard and backyard and then my Aunt Rue and Auntie Gert's backyard. Auntie Rue wouldn't let me mow the front yard. She hired a pro for that. She's like, no, nah, that's got to look nice. You can't, be, you can't be touching that. You can do the hedges? I'm like, I don't do hedges. I do, I do yards. Um, we did have a hedge thing. I would do it at my house. I loved it. I loved it. And I've had this discussion with friends now, like who, who mows their lawn and who hires someone's to mow their lawn. And I mean, you know, it's the it's back to reading books. Who has time to read books? What's the advantage of reading a book versus listening to a book? What's the advantage of mowing a lawn versus hiring someone to mow? You know, I don't know. I I like to think that when and if someday I have a yard that I'm going to mow it and I'm going to teach my kids to mow it, you know, so that I can give them a job and they can make a little money and they can help out. But until then, I miss it, man. To this day, if I'm driving anywhere and I, you can, you smell it, you smell cut grass, I'm going to go a step further. I had in high school cologne called grass. <laughs> Just called grass. That's a fact. Grass. And it was made by the Gap. Because I shopped at the Gap, and it was the best. And then they discontinued it, and then they made Earth, and I wore Earth. Oh, man. Yeah, I went through a Calvin phase. I had Calvin. I was never, uh, you know, cool water or uh, whatever that other stuff was. But anyway, I love those colognes. I always liked, I liked female scents. You know what I mean? Always did. Maybe because I was only around females. I mean, I used to wear my mom's deodorant. I never bought deodorant. I hate, hate the smell of men's deodorant. I hate it. Anytime I'm around a dude and it's like super musky, I'm like, dude, do you understand how bad that smells? Who wants musky? It's, it's, it smells gross. I want, I want something that's like, like flowery, you know? I still, I use the same deodorant as my wife. I don't give a shit. I'm pH balanced, baby. It's my license plate, pH balanced. And mowing lawn, dude. I mowed that lawn, and we had it forever, that sit-down, until one day, one day, I'm mowing the lawn. 
the other thing that would happen is you'd run out of gas. So I'd like run out of gas in the middle of the yard. And then I used to love getting off the mower and walking all the way to the front to the garage. I used to love going in my garage. You know, I was like an old man. I'm talking like at 12, like in my garage. My neighbor, Mr. Murphy, come across. What are you doing, son? My dad mowing the lawn. What are you doing, Murph? I used to love it. So I go to the garage, get more gas, take it out, refill out there in the middle of the yard, then bring the can back and finish up, you know. So one day I'm mowing the lawn and my buddy Joey shows up. I'm like, what's up, Jojo? And he's like, hey. He goes, let me get on that mower. Let me give it a twirl. I'm like, all right, here's the deal, though. You got to be careful because, I mean, this thing was old. My mom bought that house. My mom and dad bought that house in 1978. It came with the mower. That wasn't a new mower. It wasn't like, hey, you buy this house, we'll throw in a new mower. It wasn't a used car salesman. It was just, hey, this is a house. We got this old mower. It's a big yard. That was what it was, you know? And I'm like, listen, this is how you lower the blades. This is how you do this, blah, blah, blah. Don't fuck around. You got to have that clutch in, brake on when you're shifting. He's like, I got it. And he broke that goddamn mower. And we never were a family that had money to fix things like a lawnmower. I, there were times where the washing machine was broken for a while. You know what I mean? That, that was just the way it was going to be. There was no room in the budget in my house for extra stuff. It was like, well, if that's gone, it's gone. And it literally, the whole yard turned into like overgrown for a long time until my neighbor finally stepped up and started, you know, trading my mom she gave him our garage to store his car, and then he mowed, and he did it. He didn't hire anyone. He mowed, and still does, my mom's yard. He's the best. He's the best. Tommy Scappa. Um, yeah. Joey broke that goddamn mower. And to this day, he's like, nah, I didn't break that mower. I'm like, yeah, you did. You broke the mower. That's I, I don't know how else to, to lay this out. I don't know how to map it out for you, but you broke the mower. Mowing lawns. I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. And I'm just... That's it. Let's get him on the horn. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's see what he says. See that? Denial. Everyone's in denial. You know, people also... You know, they ask whether or not I uh, killed my, my, my... We still have debate over who killed my dog. That's another story for another time. I'm glad we got a chance to talk to Joey about that one. You see how people do it? That's how they do it. Let's get to some of these things that I reached out to people about that were kind enough to reach out to me and, uh, you know, let me know what's going on. Um, someone asked me my lowest score in golf. My lowest score in golf ever is a 77. Oh, yeah. You should be impressed. You should be impressed. It's a good score. Mm. A couple of musical questions. I did have um, woodworking in general could be their theme of getting into this because you just want to do them. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned to uh, Jimmy Robes. Oh, no, that's... Hold on a second. About the woodworking, I mentioned earlier, I, I don't know anything about it. I just do it. And I think that for everybody... If there's something you love or something you want to try but you don't know how to do it, just go do it. My friend who's in woodworking, by the way, uh, Alex, if you want to follow him on Instagram, Alex's hands are great. He does amazing stuff. He's a Finnish carpenter, but his passion is wood. So like at home, he like he makes bow and arrows for his kids. He makes knives. He makes guitars. Well, he made my son a ukulele, this beautiful ukulele when my son was born. And we have it. And I keep telling my son, I'm like, don't you want to take guitar lessons? Let's get guitar lessons. He's like, I want to learn drums. And I play drums. And I'm like, oh, you don't want to play drums. You want to play guitar. And everyone's like, well, wh who cares? He wants to play drums. And I'm like, because you're not going to play. You're not going to be fucking camping at 19 with your friends. And you're going to bring a drum set down to the beach around a fire in Malibu and play drums. That's just not going to happen. Okay. But you know what you might do? You might have a guitar there. And you might be sitting there playing fucking, you know, Hotel California. Or if you had a ukulele, you could play like a little, you know, 
something fresh or an original. How about an original? Or like a little goofy song that everyone goes around and makes up a song. And then what's happening? Somebody, guy or girl, I don't know what my kid's sexuality is going to be, is going to be listening to me like, how fucking rad is this kid? I want to make out with him and maybe do a little more. That's a fact. You play drums, cool. When is that band ever going to take off? Who knows? But you play guitar, boom, you're at a fire. Girls are like, what? Dudes are like, what? Everybody loves music. Recently at the comedy store, I was backstage in the, in the main room, and Kyle Dunnigan was like playing piano, and I was sitting there with him, and it's dark, and he's like playing Elton John, I'm just singing with him, and I'm like, this is the best. I need to learn how to play an instrument. So the other day during Fourth of July break, I'm sitting there, and I see the ukulele, and I always tell the kids, you should play ukulele, and I'm like, no, you play dumb fuck. And I looked online, how do you play ukulele? And it's like, well, here's four chords, A, A, C, no, C, G, A minor, and F. There's like four chords. And it's like, learn those. So I just sat there, wrote them on the chalkboard, sat in the kids' nook with them. They got like, you know, we have this nook where they have their desk and like bean bags and books and a chalkboard. And I just sat there and just practiced. And the kids are hanging out and they're just there with me. And it's like, if you want to do something, just do it. You can do it. We all tend to look at things and say, I don't know how to do woodworking. I don't know how to play ukulele. Yeah, but... I used to look at comedy that way. Like, when I was real young, I would look at comedy and comedians. I didn't, I wasn't into a lot of comedy as a kid, you know? Like, I really liked The Cosby Show, and I had seen Bill Cosby when I was young. Like, my mom took us to see Bill Cosby when I was 10, and I saw that stand-up. And then The Cosby Show, obviously, everybody watched it. And I was like, oh, man, like, that's what this person does, and all those actors... And then I went away. My mom used to run a dance camp, and I had to go. We just like all day. I had nothing to do. But there was like a, there was a, uh, a choir camp. This boys' choir from San Francisco. These kids were like super talented, and I would hang out with those kids. But when they went off to do classes, I would just sit in their room. And like one kid had Delirious on cassette, and I just listened to Eddie Murphy Delirious, and was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Uh, which is funny because now that I'm thinking of that, I'm like, man, I don't really have a thirst for comedy like I did then like I was like listening to anyway I was like oh this is what this guy Eddie Murphy does and then you know I saw Chris Rock and I was a huge Seinfeld fan like Seinfeld was my favorite show that's all I watched so I used to just look at him like oh that's what they do and it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles and tried to do it more specifically it wasn't until I saw Goodwill Hunting that I'm like oh anyone can just do this because I just thought of those guys as they grew up near me and they did it um so anyway with woodworking, no, I had no experience. Someone asked me, like, staining and stuff like that. Like, I'm not a pro. I, I don't claim to be, and I don't want to be. I like being a guy who fucks around and builds stuff. And when I have more time, or rather when I own a home, so I know that this thing is going to be in it. Like, my, my bed for me and the wife, I put a lot of effort into. And it's the best thing I've ever made. Because I knew it was something we'd have, I wanted to have forever. Everything else, I'm like, oh, it's temporary. And, like, I don't build stuff for my, you know, I put in fake grass because I wanted to have a yard, you know, and that cost me money. And people are like, well, you don't live there. And I'm like, yeah, but it's going to pay off because we use it like another room now. We have a place to go. And, like, the playhouse I built for the kids, I'm like, doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be done because they're only going to use it for, like, four years and then it's going to be gone anyway. So bottom line is the ukulele, the woodworking, just do it. Guy who hit me up who says he's got to do stand-up because he lost his fantasy football league. Uh, Kevin Brocious asked for some advice. How to do stand-up? What advice? You're just going to have to get up there and just do it. There's no advice. <sighs> Don't put expectations on wanting to, to crush. Don't think if people aren't laughing, you're tanking. It's just what it is. You're probably going to be terrible, especially if you're doing it because you lost the bet. If you really want to do it, eventually hit me up and I'll DM me somewhere. By the way, if you ever have any questions, you can always email me at Holiday Bakery Productions or you can hit me up on DMs. I think the email is the best way to go. Um, someone else asked me, Cruz Martinez, is that your real name? Isn't that, uh, no, Cruz, Rodri Cruz Ramirez is the character from, uh, from Cars. 
played by Christelle Alonzo. Um, how do you get in the game? You just have to get up and start doing open mics. And if you really care about it, again, anyone who loves stand-up and wants advice on it, do it for at least six months of open mics and then DM me and I'll let you know. Um, R. Styles on Instagram asked me, what's the secret to happiness? I got to be honest with you. Something I started doing recently that if you are open to it, I think it's a really good idea, is I started every morning writing down something I'm thankful for. And uh, it's been really eye-opening because you don't you don't realize how easy it is to think about the things that aren't happening in your life if you're not appreciating the things that are happening. So I don't know what the secret is. Everyone finds it happiness differently, obviously. But I found recently that writing down things that I'm thankful for, it changes my, my uh, outlook on the day. Uh, like I said, I also like getting up early now. I like that being, I like being awake before the world. Ooh, that's not a book title. Awake before the world. Um, is a great way to, uh, just get a better hold on life and stuff like that. Jimmy Robes. Is that your last name? Robes? Or is it Robes? Uh, how do I deal with procrastination? Uh, I accept it, bro. I accept it. I procrastinate like crazy. Sometimes, not not as much um, recently, but like people always say, like, if you want to be a writer, you should write every day. You should write every day. And I think that's probably really good advice. It's just not something that I can stick to. And then what happens is if I don't do it every day, then you start to feel like a failure. And then you feel like a failure. So like, so why even try? Um, and I just started accepting the fact that I, I do procrastinate. But when I do work, I grind. So, like, I wanted to write this show about a chef, and I've been procrastinating and procrastinating. Before I say that, I write goals. I set goals. I write them all the time. I write them for the week. I write them the night before the day. I write them for the year. Sometimes I'll take, like, a four-month chunk, and I write goals for what I want to do, you know. And one of the things was this, you know, was this script, and I just hadn't gotten to it because I kept procrastinating. But what I did is I stopped looking at it as procrastination and I just start looking at it as my process. My process is think about the idea, then start taking like think about it a lot, do stuff like building things and think about it. I take notes, I write them, and then, you know, I give myself deadlines. So, instead of being like, well, and if I don't hit that deadline, you know, you have to adjust. Just you got to start at some point. I think the two hardest things in writing anything is starting and finishing. Everything in the middle is super easy. And I think that's with a lot of stuff. It's like you, you got to work up that will to do it. And once you do do it, then you're like, all right, I'm in it. I'm doing it. Whatever it is. And then in the middle, it's easy because you already got through the hard part. But you didn't know that the, the second hardest part is finishing. This That's hard because now it's like, are you going to show the world? Are you, what are you going to do with it? Uh, the fear of actually, there's the fear of trying. And then there's the fear of it actually being something. That are two. Again, Get further into it. You can DM me and I'll answer it. Um, someone asked, with my mom's background in music and my family and stuff like that, uh, what, and my musical interest in school, how come I didn't pursue music a little more? Uh, this is Ivan Guerrero. And then Cena Bleak, what's my favorite genre of music and why? So those are two things. One, I just wasn't good, man. I wasn't good at music. I'm not I'm not good at it. I can't sing well, although I've been trying more. And, like, I'm trying that ukulele because I'm like, oh, maybe I am. I could be okay. Because I think anyone can be anything if you try and you practice and you work at it. I, uh, I never, like, took to it. And as far as, like, a genre of music, um, I like, like, the only thing I've been listening to, I like depressing music, one. Um, so like we do playlists and we have these Sonos speakers that are all around the house. And then because I love old school, I put them inside these speakers. So it looks like they're old speakers. Cause I like the way old stuff looks. Why do you like old stuff, Jay? I like it. I like it. I love how cool this amp looks that my boy Logan gave me. I love this old fucking, well, I mean, that's not old. It's just a nautical buoy. I love this thing from the 70s. I don't know why. I like I like mid-century furniture. I like old stuff. Anyway, um, 
so lately I've been listening to like three channels. I listen to War on Drugs playlist channel, and it just like plays a bunch of stuff that's War on Drugs or sounds like it. I listen to the National uh, channel and Beach House. Those are the three bands. My wife is like, can I put something more uplifting on? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Why? Do you think the kids are sad? And like, they're just in the corner, like humming to these mellow dramatic. Um, so those are like the three channels I've been listening to the most. But I got to be honest, I bought this jacket. Um, that's another thing. I kind of love fashion, but I'm not like fashion sense. I, there's certain things I like, you know, when I see clothes, but I don't know a lot of stuff, you know. Like Chris D'Elia is like always like fresh. I'm like, where'd you get that thing? And uh, I have other friends that are like just, they get it. You know what I mean? I don't get it. I just see stuff. I'm like, I like it. I buy it. So I saw this jacket and it's like blue satin and it's got this black angel on the back and it says child of golf. But it's like Tyler, the creator, started this brand called Golf. And I think the whole point of his brand is that like, black youth needs golf doesn't include black I don't know if this is correct golf doesn't include or uh, like make itself accessible to like the black community so he made it child of golf not child of God and made this streetwear for like African American dudes young like like 18 year old to 25 year old like you, you know what I mean so I went in there and I tried this jacket I'm like yo I gotta have this and it's affordable and I'm like I love this jacket then I found out his title of the creator and I found out like the point behind the brand and my wife was like yeah Jay that's like meant for like young African American like kids you know as a, a way to identify I'm like yeah that's me at the end of the day that's me that's how I identify you know what I mean? Like, and I just love the jacket. I'm like, I want to be fucking dope. And so then I was like, well, I should listen to some Tyler Creator if I'm like checking out his brand. So then I started listening to like Tyler Creator and then like more hip hop and like trying out more stuff. And then I was, my wife was like, who are you? You're 43 years old. And then I realized I'm like, yeah, but I kind of love hip hop because back in the day, that's all we listened to. You know, before hip hop, we were listening to BBD, New Edition. I was like, that's all I would listen to. And then like, Public Enemy as a kid, Run DMC as a kid. That was like all we would listen to. So I started trying to listen to that more. Anyway, I wish I knew more about music. I wish I'm, I'm never like the guy that like wants to go to a concert because I'm always like, I don't know. I kind of like the radio version. Like we went to see Vampire Weekend like, I don't know, four years ago. And I was like, I just wanted to sound like I listened to it. You know, I'm just, I'm not a great, I'm still trying to find music and how it fits in my world. Oh, did I just have a realization? <gasps> Jason! You had a realization! That's my mother. Well, hello, Jay! Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's. I think it's good to still like not have answers to things about yourself. I don't know a lot about music. Um, I'm always looking for people to introduce me to music. My friend asked me recently, like, what do you listen to? And I was like, dude, you like Beach House? And he's like, never heard of him. I'm like, give him a shot. I think you might dig him. So I got to check in with him and see what he thinks about Beach House. Um, oh, someone else asked me, what are these glasses? This is the last thing I'm going to say. I'm going to save that. Um, this was fun. This was fun. I don't know what this is going to be, but I, I want to do more of it. If you like this, you like me just sitting here riffing, talking, things to talk about. I always find, like, in my stand-up, I love to do crowd work. Uh, in life, I talk to people at the grocery store. Um, I just love people. And uh, one of my favorite shows ever, do yourself a favor. Go look up Huel Hauser. H-U-E-L Hauser. H-O-W-S-E-R. I think it's H-U-E-L. He used to host this show. It's like... PBS or public access only in California where he goes around to small towns and interviews people but like he's 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 a little corny he'd be like well that's just terrific I think that's great we're here in Oxnard California at the strawberry festival and he's only interviewing like old white people you never see anyone hip or fresh you know and Hugh wasn't the hippest dude um and he was old when he started doing this show but I love it 
I just love it. I like, in my in my core, I'm Hugh Hauser. I'm Hugh Hauser who buys clothes made or designed by Tyler the Creator. And uh, and I, I just he has has a fascination for people and talking to people, and that's me. So. I want to know stuff that you guys want to talk about, and sometimes I'll answer them directly like I did today. Other times I'll like tell stories on it, riff on it, and make it a part of what the whole podcast would be, because I have a curious mind, and I love old stuff, you know, and I love fashion, and I, I love music. I'm just trying to figure out more, and I love comedy, and I love writing, and uh, I love art. There's a lot of things that I love, and I want to know things that you love, and I want to talk about them. I want to explore them, and... Uh, I want to do this more often. So keep on listening. Social media, I'm out there. I'm on Jay Larson Comedy. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram seems to be the place I'm at most. I've been posting a lot of old stand-up clips and stand-up clips from my special. And I'm going to continue to do that. I just feel like that's where I can do everything. It's too much for me, to be honest. I'm trying to limit my screen time, you know, because I'm just like, why do I want to be in this fucking damn phone when I can be in this world around us? You know what I mean? So, Instagram is kind of like where I spend the most time. And honestly, I just have been trying to like post it and leave it. But if you DM me or hit me up, then I, I, I will address stuff. Uh, and maybe eventually I'll just start a new email where you can just email so it doesn't have to be. Although we can interact through social media. I appreciate you guys for listening and uh, watching. And uh, let's do this again. <laughs>